Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. You're listening to part three of this interview with Kat James on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. You know, there's a lot of benefit toward doing this as a group. You know, uh, the days when if you had psychiatric or psychological problems, you'd go and meet one-on-one with a psychiatrist. I mean, that's all well and good. But when it comes to things like eating, eating is a very social activity. We all entertain. We entertain our uh, friends. We, We always eat. People come to the house. Well, the first thing you do is you take out the food and you sit around the table and you snack and you talk. Uh, And so, Really, what you have done is you've taken the natural social being, the natural social person, and using that social experience to teach a new way of living. Because when you have a group of people, and you have a group of people, and they're all eating the right way, it's a lot easier to give up the old habits that aren't working. Yeah. And, And Dr. Dan, the thing is, is so many people believe that this is going to be a big, uh, you know, willpower, self-deprivation thing. And that that's the first thing, because I, I always think, what would the woman I was, how would she feel the first night of this program, afraid that she's not going to be able to, you know, eat sweets or eat creamy or, you know, favorite things. And that's the first thing that I set out to deprogram, and I'm, I'm really a foodie. Um, and so... Uh, the way that I eat, the way that I appreciate food and savor it, uh, because people would, you know, it's halfway through your plate of whatever when you have uh, this resensitization, hormonal resensitization, and you've gone through it. It's shocking that you could be eating a plate of the best-tasting cheesecake, and it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, it's like, I'm done. It's a totally new thing. Many people, certainly people with eating disorders, uh, have never experienced that in their life, their adult life. 
Well, you know, what you said is is very important. This is an incremental improvement, not some just gigantic quantum leap. You're making a transition, and you're making it palatable by not having to go cold turkey. Um, I think that's important. Um, You know, one of the things that uh, is important to talk about is there obviously are a variety of other eating regimens around, uh, there's no shortage of them. You, there are books on them. You go to a, a bookstore, and there's aisles and aisles of books about dietary approaches. So let's talk about some of the myths that you've uncovered. For instance, how about with vegetarianism? What kind of myths uh, are involved with that? Well, I can personally say, you know, after seven years of being vegetarian, um, that what I was a lot of things that I discovered were not pleasant discoveries for me because I was really into vegetarianism. I was into, like I told you before, the grains, et cetera. And my my idea of an awesome restaurant, you know, would be kind of the macro kind of restaurant in New York or the raw, you know. And I, um, it, I find it hard to eat. It's so ironic because when people, uh, if I'm visiting, they say, oh, well, let's take her to, and this just happened, in Charlotte, North Carolina, let's take her to, you know, this one restaurant. It was, it was a comedy for me to try to eat because once you're a fat burner, you need fat. And there are, there are you know, the, the myths about cholesterol, animal fat, you know, well, oh, good fat. And so a, a vegan or vegetarian, or most people would say, oh, that's olive oil or virgin coconut oil. And you don't think of saturated animal fat as being a good fat, and but it's astounding what what what's coming out finally. Well, you the know, value of cholesterol, for example, grass-fed meat. Uh, we need it. We can't be fertile. We can't have zest for life, uh, hormonal function. Uh, you name it. Well, you know that's one of the things about the low carbohydrate diet is that when you deprive your metabolism of carbohydrates, your metabolism is forced to rely on fat burning. You burn fat because your body needs energy. If you can't burn sugar, you have to burn fat. And so there's really nothing wrong with eating fat uh, as long as you're not accompanying that by eating a ton of carbohydrates. If you're eating eating a gram of carbohydrates a day and you're also eating fats, well, you're going to get fat. So in order, yeah, you can't have it both ways, and that's it instantly right. just turns off your ability to burn fat the minute that you're eating uh, the carbohydrates that spike your blood sugar. And what spiked your blood sugar as a kid uh, that didn't spike your blood sugar may spike your blood sugar as an adult. And um, and so rather than being told the number of carbs, or as many people do, they avoid the fat still, but they go high protein. They say, okay, I'm, I'm going to get rid of the sugar and and do the high protein thing and they think that that's Atkins uh, or whatnot and and then so many doing Atkins uh, they need to go further and they're slightly spiking their blood sugar and that you know they hit a wall and people don't realize excess protein turns to sugar and so the important distinction really that I keep uh, discovering and gunning for is just even one person from day to day, that threshold at which their blood sugar spikes can change. So knowing by feel, for example, you know, oh, I spike my blood sugar, because once you haven't spiked your blood sugar and you flip over into the state, 
which literally is amazing because I observed this in my program for six years before someone uh, sent me the study, that it's about the third day that you resensitize the leptin if you totally don't spike your blood sugar. How do you and, know? Um, well, how do you yeah. know when you when your blood sugar is is best spiking? How do you know? And, and it, yeah, it's hard to know unless you get yourself leptin sensitive first, because then it sticks out like a sore thumb. What do you mean um, by le- people, What do you mean by leptin sensitive? Explain okay. that. So when you and it's similar, you know, to what you experience and what you advocate and how it results in that feeling of, wow, I don't crave all of a sudden. Um, And if you don't spike your blood sugar at all, and it's a little bit of a catch-22 at the beginning. Um, uh, And for some people, again, here's why paleo falls short for a lot of people, is those berries, certainly wine, sometimes coffee, although I know most paleo doesn't, I think, go for the coffee, but I see a variety of of, uh, executions of paleo. Um, and berries, uh, other than certain, very few. I, I served berries for five years on my program and kept on seeing the same people when they would take it out finally achieve this incredible state. Um, but what happens is once you are not spiking your blood sugar and you're off the roller coaster, you find that, for example, in the afternoon, you don't need to take a nap. You don't, it doesn't enter your mind to eat carbs or chocolate to bring yourself up from your last sugar spike, you know, which always results in the, the big, steep, you know, hill down the roller coaster, at which point you start envisioning what you're, the next carb you're going to eat. So once you're off that roller coaster, it will stick out like a sore thumb when you spike your blood sugar. And it's usually a sense of, oh, I could go to sleep. 15, 20, 30 minutes after you eat a meal. And the reason that it's hard to tell if you are eating the way that I used to eat, um, certainly in Michigan, on the junk food, etc., cetera, um, and even on the health food, I was constantly spiking my blood sugar. So, and so I wouldn't have been able to feel a difference. We have to take a quick commercial break. More with Cat James right after this. So one of the things that you look for is that feeling of lethargy and tiredness several hours after eating when your blood sugar goes up. Is that what you're saying? Even minute, even like 10, 20, um, maybe usually there's a period of feeling good, you know, like, oh, I feel great after you eat the carbs. But it shows up maybe 20 minutes to 40 minutes um, I've, I've observed after eating something that spikes you. We're talking with Kat James. Uh, her book, The Truth About Beauty, is, is filled with important information for how you can be free of the, the things that you're doing to yourself that will shorten your life. I mean, life is important. We know that good health is important. It's important to read as much as we can and learn what we can do as individuals to extend our life in a quality way. You know, Kat, you've dealt with the public now in this way for uh, several years or a number of years. I bet that you have witnessed some transformations that are kind of incredible. What are some of them that stand out uh, for you? Well, um, a lot of things that I would never purport to know anything about, hepatitis C, 
um, uh, interstitial cystitis, uh, Wegner's granulomatosis, um, just someone who had hives every time they ate, uh, things that I, uh, just resolutions after they tried everything. Uh, for example, the hepatitis C case, 90% drop in viral load in under two weeks, when up to that time, after seeing five integrative physicians doing IV therapies and only seeing up to 10%, the doctor and the patient uh, saying this is stunning. And seeing the same, the doctor uh, tell the Wegner's granulomatosis patient, your, in, your inflammation is now less than mine, what did you do? Um, the cardiologist telling uh, Janet Hunter, this hospice chaplain who uh, was had her story written up in uh, Better Nutrition, um, that what did you do? Um, she had a heart attack, and they, they gave her a drug for four months to stop the inflammation around her heart, uh, and within a week and a half, did nothing. Within a week and a half of doing this, the pressure was down, and then um, it was November she started uh, a few years back, and by January they just said, you have a complete, you know, clean bill of health, your osteopenia is reversed, uh, your carpal tunnel, her carpal tunnel, migraine, head to toe. It's never, as, as you know, it's never just one thing that changes. And so it is always a global anti-inflammatory effect. And there are studies on even just the, you know, the ketosis um, creating this universal anti-inflammatory effect. Well, you know, it's, it, you've mentioned a, a subject that's very important uh, to me, uh, not only as a physician, but as a, but as a believer in low carbohydrate uh, lifestyle, uh, and that is that you are in when you eliminate, or not eliminate, but when you reduce to a very very minimum your carbohydrate intake, you basically live in a in a ketotic state. You live in a state of ketosis, yeah. and ketones are an incredible source of energy. Um, yep. You know, in diabetics, when their ketone levels rise because their sugar is way out of control, that's not good, of course. But it's the fact that they're eating all that carbohydrate that makes that the case. And if they had controlled carbohydrate, controlled blood sugar, the ketosis is not at all a threat. And that's true exactly. in, not, in, not, in non-diabetics. It's, it's really the same thing, is that when you eliminate as much as possible the carbohydrates, then you have the, the ketones, which is the byproduct of burning fat. That's what you have in your blood, and your muscles love those ketones. Your brain and loves your brain the ketones. Loves them. You love them because that's an enormous source of energy. It yeah. is the best fuel for the, for the brain. And yeah. in addition, you've also talked about anti-inflammatory or infl inflammation in the body. We are finding, finding more and more as physicians now that the inflammatory system in the body is the culprit in so many of the diseases that we have in aging process, in degenerative diseases related to aging. That inflammatory process, the complement process, all of those things are very, very detrimental. So a lot of what we do here by changing our diet, by eating a lot of the, the more natural stuff, and by also by supplementing with antioxidants, is you really put a clamp on that inflammatory system that does such damage yeah. to us. I hope Absolutely. you agree with what I just said, and I didn't mean to go, uh, to go off on, a, on an excursion oh, there. Absolutely. 
And I couldn't agree more. And uh, I I see it everywhere, um, just giving my head-to-toe kind of rundown as an example. Um, everything from my, you know, my scalp that used to itch to the um, canker sores I used to get to the sinus problems, the UTIs, um, fibrocystic breast lumps to, you know, difficult periods to uh, some joint issues. Um, I mean, I mean, even how my toenails are growing out, um, it's, it's an incredible effect. And I don't think they, they're really still looking um, at the ketosis, but also the leptin piece. But the diabetic thing, I just have to comment on, as I know you've observed, um, there is no more type 2. There is no more um, when you are in this state and when you do this. There, it, it just I've never seen it persist. So I don't care if someone's been, I, I, you know, someone uh, about a, I make no claim. Uh, I, can, I can certainly recount some stories. And, and uh, someone who was on two types of insulin who uh, did my phone teleprogram and then uh, followed up and did my California program in September off of two types of insulin, uh, no more diabetes, and, and even it just doesn't matter how many years. Uh, and, but type 1 diabetics, Sometimes can get ketoacidosis, totally different. As I well, know, type know, one, um, type than, one diabetes is type one diabetes is really kind of a different situation. But type two diabetes yeah. is really that kind of a situation where your body cannot tolerate a carbohydrate challenge. That that's basically what that disease is. So if your body does not right. have the metabolic ability to handle its carbohydrate challenge, and that's what you eat. Yep. That's why you get into trouble. And, exactly. Uh, and well, that's really a, a, an incredible discussion. We've touched on so many things that are important. My guest has been Kat James. Uh, her website, www.informedbeauty.com. Uh, Kat, you also have a radio show. The site for that is www.thecat, with a K, katjamesshow.com uh, it is heard on Sirius XM satellite radio on channel 131 uh, so you have been very active uh, in, in getting all this information out to the public uh, and I think it's very important I've, it's been my pleasure to have you here on the Freedom Forum Radio it's a, it's a little bit of a departure from what we usually cover but you know we talked about health freedom uh, that free, the Freedom Forum is about individual freedom, and part of that freedom is the ability to, to live a healthy life. Uh, yeah. And I think you give, a healthy life gives you freedom. Uh, you know, and now, now yeah. with, you know, with the government uh, involvement in, in health care and things like that, uh, the healthier you are, the more free you are, because they're looking to cut back on services, cut back on your ability to get health care. And all of that is negated by people who are healthy. And so the healthier you are, the more freedom you have to be, uh, to be an individual. So, Kat James, Absolutely. I want to thank you so very, very much for being a guest on Freedom Forum Radio. Uh, it's been pleasure. a pleasure talking to you. And again, thank you very much for all you do helping so many people. Thank you, Dr. Dan, uh, for what you do as well. Really admire it. And 
that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. The original sin. They call them muddy waters. And people I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I played the hoochie coochie man. Get joy in everything. 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 Everything gonna be all right this morning. Mm-hmm.